think like a skink. That is the advice of wildlife photographer and enthusiast Holly Neal, who for the past couple of years has been nurturing a lizard garden, or as she calls it, Moko Moko Manor. The work of organisations like Forest and Birds and sanctuaries like Zealandia uh, has facilitated the return of native birds to our gardens, but Holly wants to remind us not to forget the humble lizard. She says setting up your own lizard garden is easier than it sounds, and so we wanted to learn more. Uh, joining us now, Holly Neal. Hello. Kia ora, Jesse. Nice to talk to you today. Happy summer to you. Have you had a nice uh, few weeks? I sure have, thank you. I don't think happy summer is really a phrase people say to each other at this time of year, but I was just thinking happy new year feels a little too late. How's it been in Wellington? How's the weather been? Oh, it's beautiful at the moment. The sun is shining and it is quite warm. Oh, good, good. Well, before we get to the lizards, I should point out, by the way, you've talked to us a couple of times, but your main gig is as a native wildlife photographer. I'd love to have a, a longer conversation with you uh, about that at some point. But tell us how you got involved in that particular career and, and where your enthusiasm for little creatures began. Uh, I got interested in wildlife photography after moving to a flat in Karori, uh, where there was a breeding pair of tui in the backyard and I just spent the summer photographing them raising their chicks and then it was a rapid escalation into spending <laughs> every spare moment I had at Zealandia Eco Sanctuary um, and then just learning as much as I could about native species. Yeah, the tui was the gateway bird, huh, as it is for so many of us. <laughs> yes, it was. Is it a good yep. way to and learn then, uh, about your camera and learn about photography by, um, by taking a subject like that and, and working hard to capture the perfect photo? Yes, uh, photographing birds is a real test of patience um, and perseverance. Uh, but once you get a photo you're happy with, I think the reward is really high because it is so difficult to capture um, a good quality photo of a, a bird that moves so quickly yeah. and can fly. It's um, Yeah, it's pretty tricky. What is the secret? A high shutter speed? Um, timing? Yes, uh yeah, a lot of it comes down to luck and also just being there, yeah. going out into those spaces where you know the birds will be and uh, learning about the respective species that you're trying to photograph and understanding their behaviour. It can help you predict what they're going to do mm. and where they might go. I just noticed the way Tui were flying this summer, actually. For once, um, I often see them just in one spot on the top of a uh, flex bush, a harakeki or something, but... Um, Actually, when you see them fly with a bit of room, they're beautiful flyers. They sort of swoop along, um, flap their wings and then glide for a little bit, then flap them again. They're quite wonderful. Yeah, they're quite spectacular, especially during breeding season when they're um, quite boisterous as well. Mm. Now, lizards can't fly, of course, as far as I'm aware. And um, so being close to Zealandia and Wellington, you get the spillover effect of the birds, right? They have a nice, safe place to nest and feed and do whatever. And then and they start sort of spreading into the surrounding suburbs. But I don't imagine the same thing happens with lizards. No. Well, I'm, um, I've moved to Kapiti since that um, introduction to wildlife photography um, in Kamori. And... Um, I'm very lucky to have a very sunny spot in uh, Kapiti and I discovered a skink in my garden one day and then I decided to uh, uh, really do my best to encourage it to stay and uh, it's gone pretty well. Huh. 
did you research it or just follow your nose, experiment a bit? Uh, well, I had always hoped to encourage skinks to the garden, well, lizards in general. Um, I've been working hard to uh, replant my property uh, with natives so that to, to make it a nice um, haven for native species. And I didn't want to forget about the smaller creatures like um, our invertebrates and our lizards. So I um, one day was weeding my garden and spotted a skink and got really excited about it. Um, it felt like a milestone moment. Um, I was so excited I called my mum. <laughs> Um, because I had been wanting to f- discover a skink for a long Aww. time. And um, and from there, um, I went at, to the um, garden centre, got a bunch of native plants that I'd researched uh, were favourable to natives, mm. uh, native lizards, and then uh, did a bit of architecture in the spot that I saw it hanging out. Yeah. And it's become quite an established um, manor, that's what I've called it, yeah. Moko Moko Manor, uh, for the lizards, and they haven't seemed to move out. So it's uh, been quite a successful and rewarding project. It was, and, and for listeners who recognise Holly's voice, it was around this time last year that we talked about your project to clear two tonnes of agapanthus from your, from your uh, yes. <laughs> garden. Uh, so obviously you're seeing the rewards of that. So tell me, what elements does a good lizard garden have? Uh, well, you've got uh, the benefit of having a lizard garden is it's quite low maintenance once you've got it established. So you can pile up rocks and logs and branches and pieces of bark, uh, and you can plant small uh, shrubs, grasses, and ground covers are really essential. And um, making sure that it's in a spot that gets sunshine each day and providing lots of hiding places and nooks and crannies and, you know, escape routes for them if they need it. And ideally the native plants would have um, produced berries or nectar and a small dish for, uh, as a water source is also really key. Sounds pretty good. And I mean, how long does it take for this sort of project to bear fruits? Well, in my experience, it took uh, a few months for me to feel confident that one of the skinks, that skink had moved in. And then since then, uh, I keep finding new skinks. I think the most I've seen at any one time is five, but I'm sure there are far more than that. That is great. Do you know what sort of skinks they are? I'm sure you do. I had to uh, consult the uh, lizard uh, uh, experts on Instagram, but it, uh, the species I've got is the northern grass skink. Fantastic, and um, well, there's no reason why other species wouldn't uh, join them if they've got a good hiding place there. Um, you mentioned plants. What sort of plants are we talking about? So I've planted a bunch of different species. Uh, I used the Carpeti Coast District Council's guide of. Um, what naturally grows in the region mm. as a as a base, which was really useful. So I've got uh, different Mulembekia uh, varieties um, and some ground covers, um, and I, I've got shrubby tororaro or mingi mingi and carex grasses. I want to add ringa ringa, the um, it's like the native version of the agapanthus, basically, but far superior in my opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, just basically lots of ground covers and then some caprosmas as well. 
but so there's a bit of diversity and they can choose where to go and depends on what's you know fruiting they've got options love it and um for people who are elsewhere you can't really you can't really go and get the lizards and put them in your garden can you the, the best you can do is create a uh, a space that's going to suit them yeah it's a waiting game and hopefully they will find it uh, there's no guarantee on how long that may take but regardless, uh, it would be a great habitat for invertebrates um, in the meantime. And hopefully a lizard would move in and then decide to stay. And you're not keen on the idea of people um, having lizards move in and then sort of operating them as a kind of a petting zoo uh, for interested neighbours and friends? No. So the key with a lizard garden is once you've got it, that you leave it alone and you don't want to keep disturbing it or lifting rocks up to try and find them. Uh, they need an undisturbed environment where they can go about their business. Um, otherwise, it would be like having a landlord constantly visiting you <laughs> unannounced. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, it's like a respectful distance and you shouldn't be handling them because it's really stressful for the lizards and they can drop their tails, and that's a really important fat store for them. So uh, looking but no touching is key with a lizard garden. Okay, and, and do you do anything to help them um, defend themselves from predators or, or not have to worry about predators, things like cats and, and someone on text mentioned mice as well? Yeah, so I've got a backyard trap set up mm. around um, to keep the introduce predators low so things like mice rats and hedgehogs are all uh, predators of skinks and geckos so are cats um, I don't own a cat but a lot of my neighbors do um, they don't tend to visit because I have a dog so they don't tend to hang out in the garden um, but keep it, making sure that you're keeping on top of uh, your backyard predator control makes a massive difference and um, keeping cats away from uh, your dedicated lizard garden is pretty important. So I set up a little fenced off area around the lizard garden, mostly to keep my puppy um, away from that area. Yeah. She's a bit of a hurricane um, and that's done the trick. And um, the plants have all become quite established now. So they, the lizards are more protected now that the garden is flourishing. Good stuff. Well, um, uh, I've heard on text from someone who set up a lizard garden at their previous home and they got up to 25 South Island skinks in it, so it obviously works. Um, thank you for the inspiration today, Holly. Maybe uh, you'll have a new project to talk about this time next year. <laughs> yeah, I'll better get get started on one. By the way, sorry, Bill's in Whangarei and he says, um, well, you've got five skinks in your garden. He's got hundreds in his in the flower pots on the deck. And I reckon he's probably talking about that invasive skink, which really does seem to have taken over in parts of New Zealand. Oh, yes, the plague skink. Mm. Yes, I haven't encountered any of those in my garden. But, yeah, that they are quite difficult to manage. Yeah. Um, well, thankfully, they're quite distinctive. Yeah, and 